Hey, Isaac, I have a question for you. <laughs> yes, go ahead. This is so dumb. I thought of this while you were up. What are you drinking? You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. I should probably leave that whole silence in, right? It should just be 42 <laughs> minutes of that. And then there's, there's 20 minutes podcast. No, and then it ends. And then, <laughs> it's our most experienced. Have you heard of uh, 433, I think it's called? 4 minutes, 33 mm-hmm. seconds. It's a musical piece. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So for, for the uninitiated listeners, it's a, a musical piece composed by some guy. He, he's a, I could look him up. Uh, Compose is a strong word for what this guy did. He, uh, it, It's a piece that is four minutes and 33 seconds long but there's no music written the idea is that the music comes from the the location of where it's performed and the people there and it's just like the natural sounds uh but it just sounds like someone had to fill like you know they promised someone a piece and forgot <laughs> about it and and that's what they turned in like oh yeah i got something but get this no, i swear professor this is my essay <laughs> i'm here to defend my thesis <laughs> yeah that's uh certainly sounds like it. How have you been? It's we, been we, a bit. I was about to say we haven't chatted in a long time, but uh it's good to be back. Yeah. Well, we had stuff in between holidays and and busy things, so Yeah. All good. Yeah, we're yeah. Yeah, they they have me all over the place for the CIA here, you know. Well, traveling and doing stuff. I can imagine but it's It's a busy time of year. Yeah, you got to you know? track Santa Claus down, make sure he's delivering the right gifts to the right kids and Little, little do you know that that's 90% of my job is running the Santa tracker, you know? I, I'm we, sure we it is. We keep tracking him all year, just to let you know. We track him all year. You just upload, just, you just open up the NORAD site for, for one day a year, but it's always running. It's always running, so that's that's most of my job. Where is he right now, Isaac? Can you tell us? I can't tell you. That's that's not, <laughs> if I told you, I'd have to kill you. You could still steal all the presents, Ethan. Can't have that happening. I gotta know what I'm getting. Our job is to secure the presents. Secure the packages. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how, how's your Christmas shopping going? Being an adult shopping for other adults. Uh, I've browsed Amazon a little bit. This is the problem is I don't know who you're supposed to get Christmas presents for as an adult. Sure. So I'm, I'm doing basically my immediate family and past that I don't know what I'm supposed to do. That's fair. That so makes I've, sense. I've got one gift per person so far, which is usually about the best I do. I'm so bad with Christmas. It sneaks up on me every year. I used to, on Christmas Eve, and this is true, I would, on Christmas Eve, go to Viddler's in our hometown. Yes. Uh, which is a five and dime store if, if you're not from there. We're, we'll do the tour episode at some point. Maybe that's episode 60. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and I would just browse and find something. And usually I came out pretty good, but I need to get better at it. What about you? How's it coming on your end? doing pretty good it's a little weird being this remote from folks that i have to like like the the extended family secret santa that i'm included in is uh is tricky because it's hard to purchase the gifts and and like orchestrate that knowing that i'm not going to be there you know yeah and shipping is also just horribly shipping uh, is hard like it's not but it's weirdly complicated for what it is one of my gifts that i thought i ordered for christmas uh in an appropriate time 
uh, I got an email. It was a book off Amazon. You would think they'd be the best at shipping books right. they did that for the while, but got pushed back till February. Did Jeff Bezos <laughs> leave it in space? What's he doing? <laughs> expected delivery date February twentieth, something. It's like what? What the heck? I guess it's a President's Day present now. <laughs> well, my guess is that they just like lower your expectations so far that when it comes a couple days after Christmas, you're like, oh, wow, great. <laughs> yeah, but like, isn't Amazon's whole thing is like the fastest possible shipping? I don't know, man. Expected delivery date, February. <laughs> well, keep us updated. Yeah, it'd be funny. It doesn't, it, I don't know if you've, um, we've, I'm sure we discussed this last year too, Christmas as an adult is so strange Yeah. because it just sneaks yeah. up suddenly and this whole year has been sort of a blur of just like time not actually passing and suddenly it's it's mid-december and not that it's mid-december yet but when this episode goes up it might be january so who knows um be february <laughs> you expect this episode as well we'll see what gets it first i'd explore for this episode february 20th oh god i hope not um yeah it's just very strange and all of a sudden like i have to keep track of you know looking for presents and i just decorated i say decorated my apartment i put up a tree and some ornaments nice. and a wreath really festive i do oh, have nice. i also have i found this in my closet my parents gave it to me last year so Aww. i gotta find a place to put it it's a stocking that's, i'm that's holding so it up sweet. as if listeners can see it that's very sweet but it's like this desperate attempt to just make myself feel like it's christmas i feel like that's what i'm doing be festive yeah my house does not look like that i do not have any christmas things up i just came back from a trip i just came back from a work thing a work trip and then came back from a personal trip oh wow that looks very nice thank you it's because it's not properly illuminated it looks it's a it's a shitty tree it's fake but i'm glad you enjoy it well i don't know i have i have uh wool blankets and furry hats and that's festive and i have you know all sorts of you know, boots and warm clothing just strewn about the house in a half hat. Well, they're, they're somewhat in piles. I've got like coats over there and like, just like unpacking yeah. from one trip, packing up for another trip. Yes. <laughs> it, it's a certain type of uh, woodsman decor going on, but you're like the, where we're at. there's a, there's a Christmas movie came out a couple of years ago on Netflix called Klaus and Santa Claus in it is this, this wood maker carpenter guy who just lives in a cabin up in the woods. That's, that's how you're celebrating, so you're embodying that Santa Claus. Yes, yes. Um, although I'm not working for the CIA this winter for Christmas, I'll be off for Christmas. I'm very excited for that. Now, you weren't last year, right? You had to work Christmas last year? I worked Christmas last year, yeah. I mean, they, they always have the first year people track Santa Claus. You know, that, That's the busy day of the year. So. Right, you know, you got to gotta get them in, initiated. Yeah. You know, you're you're on the phone line talking to little kids. They're like, "Where's Santa?" And you're like, "Ah, just look at the website, kid." Anyways, well, that's great, dude. I'm glad you're finding a way to get in the mood. Trying. Don't know that it's necessarily succeeded. I keep, and I did this last year. I keep like listening to Christmas music, and that's actually one of my topics. Maybe this is a good segue. And like, I'll mm-hmm. listen to the Christmas songs or the Christmas album that I would listen to growing up, and I'll yeah. I'll put. I did this this weekend when I was putting up ornaments. I put on like one of the Netflix holiday log things oh, just because okay. there's no other way to do a fire in my apartment. I was like, this will, this will work. <laughs> and it didn't really. I'm sure if, if I you know put it in the right spot next to the tree and did some lights around it, it might feel a little more festive. But I sat because my favorite song came on on this album. I was like, I'm going to sit and drink my coffee and just feel the holidays for a second. And then I got really sad 
This happened last year, too, where I, I got Aww. in the Christmas spirit, but then I was sad. Because, like, I don't know, I feel like the holidays are all about being with people. And, and you know, obviously you and I are not with people at the moment to celebrate. Yeah. It's just strange. It puts me in a weird mood. It does kind of sap the energy out of it, for sure. I mean, Christmas is about sharing the experience, you know? Do you think you're going to head home for Christmas for a little bit and visit some folks? That's the plan. That's what I did for Thanksgiving this year. Everyone was vaccinated, oh, so it seemed like it, you know, it was safe enough to do. And it was wonderful just to touch on Thanksgiving. like Because last yeah. year, I didn't go home for Thanksgiving, which was bizarre. Yeah. And this year, like just to be with family was really... Everyone cried a lot. Uh, mm. Which uh, it was it was our first Thanksgiving without my grandpa, and that was always like his favorite holiday. Oh sure. Or it was our second Thanksgiving, but last year was our first Thanksgiving without him. But we couldn't be together, right. so this is our first Thanksgiving. So it was very like emotional, but it was really yeah. nice to do that. So I'm hoping I can do that for Christmas too, because last mm. year I spent Christmas alone, and I have not recovered still from <laughs> the emotional toll it took on me. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough, man. The the Christmases alone are are tough, but um, I had to work Thanksgiving this year, which is not too bad. Uh, I'm kind of glad my holiday work is out of the way, you know. Although I do have to work New Year's, which would be interesting. A lot of spooky stuff happens on New Year's with the CIA. But it's when they anyway. kill all the old agents and bring in the new agents. That's right. That's right. That's when, uh, you know, the the files that, you know, whenever they're like, this can't be open for 50 years. That's right? when they do it on New Year's? When, the, when it they expires? do it on New Year's is the day those things get open. That's probably a big deal. You all gather around and pop the champagne as you... <laughs> cut the, the well, red no, tape no no we don't we don't want things open oh that yes that's yes it, it's, it's risky for us you know you all gather like, around the the old radio the old giant wooden radio and, and wait for the yeah. news to break that you've all been <laughs> indicted in some grand scheme from 50 years ago <laughs> the jfk assassination <laughs> probably um anyways uh, I feel like we had some things on our list that we can divulge, that we can we can reveal after some time, some some release into the airwaves. Well, the first one, this is just while we're talking about the holidays. I texted you this two days ago. Well, it was while I was decorating, so it was this past weekend. But it was, it was holiday music, and I wanted to ask because I think everyone's yeah. got an answer to this. When okay. you, is there a specific album, like Christmas album or or Christmas song or a version of a Christmas song by a specific artist that like is is the is the Christmas anthem for you like the, that's the one you always grew up listening to and just feels that is what Christmas sounds like to you uh not really no i don't have a very specific musical memory of christmas i think potentially my favorite christmas song is called listening to otis redding at christmas by ockerville river but it's only like tangentially related to christmas I mean, Christmas is in the title, but it's not like a holiday song. It's yeah. not like there's no sleigh bells or like uh, French horns in it. It's just like those are the two holiday requirements, as we all know. Yeah, but I, I do like to listen to it around Christmas time, but but only just out of curiosity or like or not out of like out of it being tangentially related to Christmas, not out of it being a Christmas themed thing. Right, gives an excuse to listen to Ockerville River, but <laughs> have it be trendy and, and relevant. Yeah. Not that Ockerville, although we haven't talked about any music by them in a, a couple of years, are they are they trendy or relevant still? Or uh, they're not necessarily. This will kind of get into like my weekend, I suppose. But they're not necessarily my favorite band anymore. I mean, I still like them, and I still like hold this bit of nostalgia for them. Whoa! It's hard to describe your favorite band because it depends on what mood you're in. It depends on what like phase in life. Yeah. You're in, oh yeah. Like, I don't know. 
they're what I listened to in middle school and high school and definitely in college. And like, oh, they're, they're just it. But they haven't came out with a bunch of new music recently. So all their music is kind of like wrapped up in these memories for me. So it's hard for me to like create new memories with them because all of their music is already wrapped up in a memory, you know? All of their music is already yeah. attached to something. And if I want to go back there, that's great. I can just listen to their music and I'm like back there. And that's awesome. But life goes on and you need more music to keep that life going. Absolutely. So my newest favorite band is uh, Jason Isabel and the 400 unit. And he is very awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to talk about or like hard to describe a musician. But uh, somebody very special to me this weekend was like, hey, we're going to go on a trip down to the big city, big city in Wisconsin. It's kind of like a celebration of our time together. Also kind of like early Christmas present. I don't know, just like a, 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 a gift, you know, a, a, yeah. a good time to celebrate. And going down to Madison, which is not the big city. The big city. I, is it the biggest city in Wisconsin? It's the capital, isn't it? It is the capital. Because you can walk around the Capitol building, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know if it's the biggest. It probably is. I don't know. I couldn't name a whole lot of other cities in Wisconsin. Uh, Manitowoc? No. Ah, yeah, my favorite. It's just a funny name. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Menominee? Menomina? <laughs> um, anyways, so we went down there, and uh, at first, she was like, hey, uh, I want to take you to a concert there's this cool band playing. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really much of a concert guy. I get kind of overwhelmed in crowds and I had a pretty tough week at work. So I'm not feeling super social and kind of, we kind of left it at that for a couple days. And then she called me and was like, Hey, I really want to take you to this concert. <laughs> Would it help if you knew who it was? I said, I don't know if I really want to go, you know, kind of dragging my feet. She's like, okay. It is to Jason Isabel and the 400 unit. I said, oh my gosh, of course I want to go. So uh, that was actually last night. We went to the concert last night. It was pretty sweet. It was a cool experience to, to see him live. Awesome show. Uh, there was a funny point. I was thinking of you when he was like thanking the audience for being there and saying like, I know it's a lot harder to go to music nowadays because you have to get vaccinated. And you, have, you know, it's just like, you know, coming to the venue and people probably traveled to get there. He's like, thank you for all you did to, to come here to see the show. It really means a lot. And to like get your babysitter to look after the kids or to watch your dog or your cat or whatever you got going on at home. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, you're a fucking lizard or whatever, but just like, thanks for coming here. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> it was great. So, uh, it was a really good show. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, I don't know. That was a little tangent on music stuff. But um, yeah. We're, we're, we were talking about favorite holiday music. Do you have a favorite holiday album? You said the album. What What's the album and, and what's your memory? Yeah. So my parents were like, listen to all sorts of music. But the one we always had on at Christmas, besides on Christmas morning, they'd have like the classical station on because it would play like, you know, just generic holiday music. Sometimes they do like the the King's College 
lessons and carols thing, which is always nice. But the one I always think of is James Taylor has a holiday album. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and I don't know, something about that one. I don't know if we listened to it a lot or just the songs were the ones that stuck in my head the most, but that's the album, and the track on it is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, mm-hmm. which is my all-time favorite Christmas song because it's sweet and it's a little bit sad. Yeah. And it's a little bit, like, you know, warm and fuzzy, but at the same time kind of melancholy, which is how I feel about Christmas these days. Yeah. So it really resonates a lot more than it used to, but that was always my favorite. Uh, and so that's the one when it's like, when it's Christmas, that's when I put on. When I got home from Thanksgiving dinner, that's the very first song I listened to this year. Because uh, it was like, yeah, it's it's Christmas time now. And now I haven't really listened to it since I listened to it when I decorated the tree. But besides that, that your, I don't sit and listen to music that often. Now, is that your hard cut Especially Christmas music. Is Thanksgiving? Is like, after Thanksgiving, okay, now we can do it. I say it is, and I, I that's when I prefer to do it. But I, if I turn on the radio and there's Christmas music and I'm in the mood... Like, at work, it's pretty much all that's on the radio around here now is country music, Bible talk, or Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's been a lot of Christmas music, actually. The week, the, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so, like, my last day at work for the week, I was in the toddler room just trying to stop the chaos from unfolding unsuccessfully because toddlers are menaces to society. Mm-hmm. Uh, shake my J. Jonah Jameson fist. Uh, I'm playing a lot of Spider-Man. That's why I went there. The Spider-Man is... Anyway. (laughs) And Mariah Carey's Christmas anthem, All My Christmas Is You, the ultimate Christmas song, really, came on the radio. And it was not Thanksgiving yet, but I cranked it all the way up. (laughs) I just danced around the room. These children were giving me weird looks. So Thanksgiving's like my... What I say the cutoff is mid-November's when I start not ignoring Christmas music, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I feel that same way. I feel like... Yeah, after uh, yeah after Thanksgiving, but but usually I'm not in the mood until later in December. Yeah, Thanksgiving's got to have its due. Thanksgiving gets looked over, I think sometimes. Even though it doesn't have any, there's no Thanksgiving music. I've heard "Over the River and Through the Woods" is technically a Thanksgiving song. I disagree with that. I don't think they mentioned Thanksgiving once. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it either. Yeah, there's no there's no Thanksgiving songs. None that are, like, widely popular. Sure, I'm sure. sure people have their own individual Thanksgiving anthems that they have. I, the house, I, the friend whose house I went to for Thanksgiving last year has a Thanksgiving song they sing. Hmm. And it's an old camp song. But only only this family knows about this song. I've never encountered anyone else. Right. So I don't know if it's a real camp song or if it's, like, the one camp in the country made this song up or something. Hmm. I don't know why Summer Camp has a Thanksgiving song, but... Strange. Uh... I, I really get out of the groove in these things when we haven't done them in a while. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... We get so used to the structure. I'm also uh, maybe a little socialed out after after the weekend in the city. The big weekend in the big city. Big weekend in the big city will tire you out yeah. right there we'll with you. Out. I haven't been to a big city in a while, but... You kind of live in a big city, though. You've been to my apartment. I really don't. Yeah, I guess that's true, but I don't know. No bigger than, than East Aurora. That's fair. It, it yeah, the big big city was kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, I never feel super great in big big cities. There's a lot of cars going on, a lot of uh I mean it, as far as cities go, it's not that big, but like Right, it's not New York. Yeah, not New York or Nothing's really New York though except New York. It's very true. We underestimated how long it would take to get places because of like a little more traffic and just like yeah. 
walk in places and find out a spot to park and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you think, okay, this is a question that came up. Okay. So in Madison, there is a children's museum. It might even be like a children's museum of play. Like, have you ever been to the one? In, the one in Rochester? Yeah. I grew up going to that one, yeah. But it's like, has a little bit more of like a natural history. It seemed like they were like more bent on like nature kind of stuff and learning about animals. And I don't know, that's what I could tell from the outside. Would it be inappropriate for you as an adult to go into the children's museum without an accompanying child yes because we looked past it and we're like dude that looks like so much fun and i'm an educator i work with children i I think sorry i'm listening to you i just i was processing i think if you if you don't go alone it's less bad than if you go to a children's museum alone yes it's like a playground if you go to a playground with like a bunch of adults and goof around in the playground although not when there's kids there that's weird yeah but if you go to a playground alone, there's <laughs> yeah, no, no, no good way to frame that at all. But anyway, you were saying... I was saying that, like, I want to be an educator. I want to, like, work with kids in the future. And I like different styles of learning. I was thinking, like, huh, that'd be a cool school assignment. Is to, like, go into the Children's Museum of Play and look at all the different, you know, learning styles and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That would be a cool assignment. But we were both like, eh, I don't know. I don't think... I think you need a child to go either your own or like find one <laughs> hey kid <laughs> hey kid you want to go to the museum that is you there boy a little a little creepier uh you don't think you could i think you could i just i think i'd feel weird like i i don't know it's a children's museum i'm, I'm i mean what i am picturing is the strong museum yeah. in rochester that's the only other and maybe explore more yeah. although explore more very explicitly you would not go to as an adult no. by yourself but i'm picturing like walking around the strong museum and i can't imagine like, the stuff there is to do is all child-based. Like, I'm not going to go sit in the fucking Wegmans <laughs> as a grown-up. Did you ever go... To, not without a kid. <laughs> did you ever go to uh, the Wild Center in the Adirondacks? The Wild Center. It's like a natural history kind of... It's, like, geared at children, but, like, there's some... Adults. Is this up toward Tupper Lake? Yes, we talk yes, about Tupper before? Lake, yeah. I haven't gone, no. Okay. I've been to Tupper Lake, but I haven't gone to the... I feel like it would be a similar vibe. Like Beaver Meadows, maybe too. Uh, no, it's more a lot more indoor stuff. There's there's a big museum. No, there's not a big museum. There's a little museum in Beaver Meadows in the the Welcome Center. I went there as an adult recently, but not like the indoor. I just hiked hiked around. Anyway, there's like a lot of things for kids to do and learn and see. Some of the like more sciencey, like there's like a blurb for the kids, and then like a longer blurb for like you know the adults that can read, you know, science stuff. Yeah, as, as we all know, before you turn 12, you are, your brain cannot process science. Well, they're not going to understand, like, the Latin of a species account or something, but... I don't, I'm a grown adult. I don't know that I would understand the Latin. I mean, I would, but... You, yeah. don't know if I could tell you what an orthicus pythologist is, <laughs> which is nothing. I feel like, would it be, like, I feel like it'd be the similar vibe to go to that as, as an adult. You know, I mean, they've got like walking trails and hiking stuff. And like sometimes they host adult classes and stuff. I think if you go and just look around and don't engage with anything. Now, what if I brought a clip? was not adult. That's weirder. <laughs> that makes it weirder. No, I'm taking notes for a class. Oh, what class? Oh, I'm not in school right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be that insane. I don't think it would be that insane. I don't think it would be that. There are. There are weirder things you could do. There are better things you could do as Here's well. Here's what I'm saying. I'm not going to, like, go down the slide or, like, you know, 
like grab the like toy out of some kid's hand and be like, no, I'm playing with it now. Like, <laughs> no. I want the owl. But I'm gonna like take a look at how they like structured their learning and what they're teaching. Oh, and I, and I think absolutely, you know and that's saying? a way to do it. And it's not necessarily weird. I just think I personally would be so uncomfortable. <laughs> It also looked like so much fun. Like, it looked cool. You're not allowed to have fun as a grown-up. I know. It's terrible. So we went to the next best, next best thing, which was the the State Historical Society Museum, which is pretty good. See, that's the one for grown-ups. The kid version and the grown-up version. Yeah, but it was like... Stay in your lane, Isaac. <laughs> it was like kind of, kind of boring. I yeah, know. I know there were no slides. There was no slides. There's no things you could touch, you know? I don't. I haven't thought about... I haven't been to a children's museum since i was a child so i haven't really thought about that yeah and i think i think it depends who you go with like if you went with a whole group of adults that might not be as weird but if it's like you and one or two other people uh-huh i don't know that's, there's something a little weirder about that really i don't know i don't go places in groups i don't know anything yeah i don't know either but i know not to take to you i know not to take you to the child's museum <laughs> well no <laughs> Well, how do you pose that? Like, hey, do you want to go to the the children's museum later? Well, the thing is, we had to walk past it every time to get back to where we were staying. Like, the pathway from the, like, center of town back to where we were was, like, past the children's museum. So we just saw, like, it lit up and all the fun stuff going on. And, like, like oh, that's kind of cool. It does sound cool. And I think it would be fun. I just think it would be a little. I don't think there's any world in which it's not a little weird. That's true. That's true. I would agree. Grown-ups have so many museums. Why do you have to go to the kid one, too? Because <laughs> it's more fun. Now, what if there was a, the children's museum, as in it, it's like an adult museum. About children or about of children? About children's, like, accomplishments, you know? That's just an art show. That's just a high school art show. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, I forgot about high school art or, or a report card, I guess. Well, no, but, like, you ever see the pictures of, like, childhood coal miners like the 1800s and they're like in the- you said achieve when you say achievements i don't picture child labor as an achievement <laughs> no i'm not saying <laughs> like like that would be like the early part of the exhibit it would be like children's history throughout or like you know and they've got they've got like a, a mine you can go down in and be a minor miner yeah yeah but it's like super tiny because only um, the children so i don't know if you're a, a minor miner Thank but it's you. super tiny because that's only the children can fit in there. So it's like... So then when you get stuck, it's even more uncomfortable. Right. And they're like, see, this is why the children have the... This is like... This, yeah. This is the children mine. That the children mind. And then this is like part of the exhibit, you know? Be like famous children in there. Like, uh... I don't know. Walking around a building full of pictures of children also doesn't feel quite right to me. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of weird. And maybe, you know, we, we work with children, so maybe we're hypersensitive to, like, being cautious around children and regarding children. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, I'm just saying, I wanted to go to the Children's Museum. and, and... I don't know why you're telling me this regret. <laughs> you were the one who chose not to go. Okay. <laughs> I support you either way. <laughs> what if there was an adult's day at the Children's Museum? See, that's, I think that's a, a legit thing they should do. That would be fun. Because that would be so much fun. See? See, you want to Because then the you can go down the slides. I do, but I don't want to go when there's a bunch of children there. <laughs> Tricked you. <laughs> you got me. On tape. It's out in the world now. I can't take it back. 5K. 
Uh, Dolby Digital. Wouldn't that be so much fun? That will be fun. But I think I think it's it's situational. I don't think you can give a blanket answer. Other than there's no world in which it's not a little weird. Even if it's all adults, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, I'm just imagining like adults going down the slide, but like with a sippy cup full of wine or something. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah. This actually segues pretty good into another point. We're doing really good at this. Go ahead. The segues. So I texted you, and the phrase I texted you, I just want to say it out loud because I thought it was funny. Oh, gosh. Uh, cool teen library for teens. That's what I texted you. Because I, I was looking for a book the other day. This is last week. Because uh, there's this fantasy series I liked when I was younger about, like, dragons and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to the other fantasy series about dragons and shit. About wizards. Uh, yeah, you know. And the last book in the series came out in, like, Early high school, but I guess the author released a like a anthology of short stories set in the same world after the original series recently. I didn't know about it until recently, so I was like, ah, I kind of want to read that. I kind of have you know want to revisit that world. And I saw the the library that I go to, the one that's in the town where I work, which is way easier to get you than the one in the town that I live in, which is kind of funny. Um, it had a copy, so I was like, oh, I'll just go on a lunch break and pick it up. Yeah. Um, and this is a it's a it's a YA novel, young adult, which is fine. But this particular library, for whatever reason, instead of labeling books fiction and, and YA fiction and children's fiction, which is how most libraries do it, this, this particular library, not the library system, this specific library in the system, doesn't have YA. It has teen books. And there's something decidedly weirder to me about checking out a teen book than a, a YA book. And I know there's no difference, but the word teen, I don't know, it like... Juvenalizes it a little now bit. Now that we're, uh, now that we're, now that we're teens creep us out. Right. Exact teens have always creeped me like out, and they're see, always going to. Just, like see a group of teens like walking on the sidewalk and feel and like, like uh, uncomfortable uh, for a second. I'm gonna avoid those teens. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like a, I'm a cool adult way. It's like, oh, these teens are gonna make fun of me. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> dude, dude. I'm 23 years old. These teens don't give a shit about There's me. Literally. <laughs> this same exact conversation that we are having right now happened on a podcast i listened to probably like a gajillion episodes ago but i like when i run out of the most up-to-date podcasts because i listen to all of them i like scroll back you back to the old favorites yeah where true grown men are talking about how groups of teens uh freak them out and like well i i grew so accustomed yeah. as a youth to like those are people to avoid those crazy skateboarders in the parking lots yeah and they're like 15, 16, and, and not going to hurt anybody. But I'm here, 20-plus-year-old man, like, oh, God. But it's also, my like, lunch money. just going to be socially awkward. Like, teens make a scene, man. Teens make a scene, yeah. Make a scene. <laughs> not to be confused <laughs> with teens make a zine. Which is, uh, a, you know, an artistic expression that that we're all in support of you can you can find their first zine at bit.ly slash teens make a zine i want a i want a t-shirt that says <laughs> teens make zines not scenes maybe this is our first merch Dude. i would buy that t-shirt isn't that great with like a with like a pouty face on the bottom of it or something. <laughs> like upset about society uh, make a zine not a scene subscribe to our patreon listeners <laughs> maybe we can make this happen or genuine genuinely if you're interested I've got Venmo. Isaac's got Venmo. We're not going to loop Isaac into this, though, his, his CIA lifestyle. But if enough people are interested, I, we can commission someone to make... We can commish. See, I'm cool. Someone to, like, make this. Or 
do a bad version ourselves. With Sharpies on a big white T-shirt from TJ Maxx. And that'll be that'll be our first Ketchup Cast merch, and you can wear it around the world. Oh. Uh, anyway, so I went. I was getting this teen book. Okay. Not a zine. Not, it was a not book. A, not a teen zine. Not a teen zine. A teen. A teen book. And I was I was looking around the library because a lot of libraries like have, you know, the shelves just kind of blend from one section to the other without necessarily being like clearly labeled yeah. necessarily. So I was looking for the the teen books, uh, and I couldn't find them. So I was just sort of wandering. And this library has a whole separate room that says, what was it called? The Lift Bridge Library for Teens, this big wall. And then this, like, these, like, cool, they weren't wooden shelves, there was cool, like, metal shelves and, and, like, teen posters on the walls. My hope was I could get into this library, grab this book, and leave without, like, making a scene or a zine. <laughs> but I had to go into this separate room for teens yeah. in this library. Very obviously walked into this separate room for teens. <laughs> When and find this book. When I'm not very obviously not a teen. You, I mean, you look at me and it, that man is not a teen. We're gonna make a scene about him not being a teen. We gotta get out of this bit because I can't say the word teen too many times. I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I find the book, and I just want to get out of this library and get out of this teen room and like not not have any attention drawn to myself. So I I see there's a self checkout kiosk. I'm like, go there, check the book out, and get out of this library without drawing any attention. But then this guy gets there with a giant stack of books, oh, and he's man. taking forever, and i got to get back to work. So I have to go up to the circulation desk to this woman who's either my age or, like, is a teen. It's hard to tell with masks. Uh, and I have to hand her this book. Very clear, an adult man. This book has a big sticker on it, by the way, that just says teens <laughs> on the front. Perfect. Because there's no way to be subtle. I hand it to her. I'd like to, ch- I'd like to check this book out, please. I didn't say it like that, <laughs> but that's how I felt. Like, I want to read the teen book. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And it was just, oh, God, the whole experience of, like, having to go into the teen room. There's there's a similar section in my library, too. And I wonder if it's, like, a, an attempt to get teens to read more. I'm sure that's what it is, and I applaud that. I just don't want to go in it. Yeah, it's got the comfiest chairs, though, which kind of annoys me. That if I want to, like, why do they get their whole corner of the library and the comfy chairs? And I gotta go sit on my bony rear end on some hard back chair what if you just (laughs) went in there and dragged the chair out (laughs) making eye contact with the teens the librarian who's ever in there it's not a separate room though so that's that's good that's slightly better yeah this was like it had its own doorway and its own walls you could like sit on the outskirts of it in one of the comfy chairs and still be people would understand and be like oh he, he just wants to sit on a comfy chair he's not a teen um they do have cool study rooms too, which I haven't used. I yet. love a good study room. I want to like take over a study room one of these days, but actually, that at Dennis and I just find a study room and would park my ass in there. Then they have these really awesome study rooms that they like secretly installed. Uh-huh. The library was uh, a maze, and I'm pretty sure there were rooms that like <laughs> moved around and were in different spots, and I never found again. Yeah, because it was like six different buildings that are like squashed into one, and each one's a different like architecture style. Huh. So it's like, and, and the stacks are in the middle of them, so you're just trying to navigate. It's a mess. Weird. But I, I never could find the cool stuff until it was too late. Huh. Our study rooms at the college that I went to would be like third floor next to the radiator. Like Yeah, that's how Harry the old Potter ones were too. under the stairwell kind of like, mm-hmm. nobody knows I'm here because I'm not, this isn't a room. This is a corner, <laughs> but it's under the stairwell next to the radiator nobody's gonna walk here it's warm and cozy kind of works out and those that know 
they know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyways. I slept in a study room once in the library. Yeah, I think I crashed there once, too. Just to say I'd slept in the library. Yeah. And then a, <laughs> a janitor came in to clean and woke me up. He, like, plugged in his vacuum and turned around. And we both, like, looked I at each other. was that janitor. <laughs> and it was Isaac. <laughs> Isaac was that janitor. <laughs> uh, now you know. Did I ever talk about how I was a janitor on this podcast? You definitely have. Because I was talking to a friend the other day who also went to the same school. And I was like, man, I would pay money to... to clean that dining hall again it was such a meditative experience it was so ah like just the feeling of doing that i I wonder if it would just be like hopping on a bicycle and i would just like do it my body would just like and then two hours would just go by and i'd be like wow i feel so much better about my life now and i'd go about my day i think i think that's the therapy i need just to clean? Just to, no, but like that specific thing. That specific. I've probably done it like 200 times. Maybe, probably more. There's some, yeah. Muscle memory, just get in there and vibe. Oh, it'd be great. Would you really pay to do it? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but but they don't have to pay me, which is which is costing them. Which, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I just show up and do it one day and they're like, what, what are you doing? Like, ah, just, don't worry. Just, I used to go here. Shh, shh, hush. Hush, just let me do it. Don't ask questions. Don't interrupt my flow, man. <laughs> it really would be a flow, dude. It would be, uh, it was so, oh, it was great. I don't get into a flow enough. That's something we all need is to find our flow state and just go. Yeah. I think I'm too tired to to get into a flow most nights. That's the One of these days. That's a good thing, though. I, I, it's easier to get into a flow when you're tired. Yeah, but there's, there's like a, a point of no return where you cross that and it's too late to get into a flow. You gotta find that sweet spot. I think even in... It's harder to get into a flow. But I think even in the most exhausted points in my life, a flow can even like bring me back some energy. You are more in touch with your your creative spirit than I am. It's not necessarily creative. It's like I say creative, you know what I mean, with your like It's like head you're just down more in touch with yourself than I am. Paddle strokes, like I'm canoeing across this big lake for a couple hours. You do more stuff that, like that than I do though. Yeah. I do, I definitely am in more in tune with my endurance side than than i think most but yeah speaking of endurance and cool dudes at libraries are we going to the same place are we talking about the same thing i don't know anymore because you said library and i got confused i don't know if these dudes are at the library i feel like i don't i feel like they would they would are, they're like tangentially are we talking about the same dudes they're like tangentially related to the library also i texted you this a long time ago what dudes are you talking about Ted and Moby. Oh, we did not go to the same place, but I would love to address them. And then there's something we promised we'd talk about. Oh, God. I, I hate contractually. You was on your list. You brought it up, and I watched it all so we could talk about it. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about that. Okay, let's talk about... But I want to revisit my friends Tim and Moby real quick. Yeah, let's, let's go back to these guys. Because I, th- I think that'll be a, brief, a briefer one than, than the Squid Game conversation will be. Oh, their official thing was Ted and Moby Brain Pop. Okay. Brain Pop. There we go. They still make it. It's still happening. No, really? Yeah, I think it is. Did <laughs> I mean you need like a, a membership or like a school <laughs> membership, I think, to get in there. Looking it up, one of the first hits was Did Tim get replaced on Brain Pop? <laughs> uh this is this is John and Moby now. Hi, I'm Tim's cousin. <laughs> what is Tim from Brain Pop's last name? <laughs> Why is this a thing? I don't know. Uh there is a Brain Pop Junior section. As opposed to what? Isn't Brain Pop for kids to begin with? Instead of Tim, the main characters are 
a series in the series is a young girl named Anne. Ah, Anne, get out of here! I think Social Justice Warriors ruined another <laughs> thing for me. <laughs> I think Tim and Moby are still a thing. See brainpop.com. Let's see if I need to pay him. Anyways, yeah, did you watch season class? Oh, all the time. Brain Pop was great. I loved Brain Pop. I remember Tim had a t-shirt, a different t-shirt on every episode, if I recall correctly. I think so, yeah. But it was it was like a white t-shirt, but whatever was on it was related to what they were talking about. But then it was never like drawn attention to. It was just like, yeah, we're talking about atoms today, and I got a nucleus on my shirt. What about it? Well, the reason I'm like thinking about this is because that was like online education before it was like a thing. Yeah. You know, whoa. And it was good, too. It was, like, interesting and funny. Yeah. Moby was, like, a jokester. Moby was a robot, right? Yeah, he was He was the pun man. Not that he ever spoke, though. No, they're free, dude. I can watch these things, can't I? They're free? Oh, shit. We're learning about mental health today, folks. Whoa, that's, like, a more complicated topic than they used to discuss. Yeah, that's pretty progressive for... for good job, I, them. From what I remember. Let's go to... Waiting for that critical race theory one. Really piss off the conservatives. Stop making the edgy comment. <laughs> oh, no. It gets you... Oh, it does that... Does it, that it teases you. freaking thing where it gets you right up to the play button. Mm -hmm. And you hit the play button and then it's like, nope, not today. How did we... Because I, I remember watching it for, like, homework. No, I never watched it for homework. I did. I mean, so I, how did I get in? I only remember watching it as, like... As, like, the on the smart board or whatever, you know? Why do they not want you to watch Brain Pop? See, that's what I don't understand. Is Brain Pop is, like, the first remote learning kind of setup, right, that we experienced? Right. It was kind of not great. Oh, I remember it being... Or maybe not great, because I already knew a lot about... Like, it was it was almost like supplemental material to stuff the teachers had already taught. Yeah. Like a crash course. Right. Like crash course... Crash course. Yeah, Crash Course is great, too. I, I studied for my AP exams with Crash Course. Yeah, definitely me, too. I mean, I also... Well, I know I really didn't study for real. I hated studying, which bit me in the ass in college, because... Oops. I failed a bunch. Anyway, uh, Crash Course is great. I think all like, those sorts of online learning things, no one really, like, thought anything of them other than this is helpful, and now it's sort of profound to look back. Could you imagine doing, like, a whole semester of work with, like, Tim and Moby? Ted Moby, whoever they are. I think it's Tim. Uh, sure. Pretty sure it's Tim. <laughs> I mean, your Google results kept pulling up Tim, didn't they? <laughs> well, yeah, but they probably know who I'm talking about. Are you thinking of Ted Mosby? That's the guy from How I Met Your Mother. Or Mr. Mosby from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, a classic television That's show. That's a very good show. No, it's Tim and Moby. It's Tim. They never addressed, and, and they didn't need to, but they never addressed why Tim was best friends with a robot. Well, True. Well, How some, Tim knows so much. There's some Tim and Mosby uh, fan art out there. I know there is. And, uh, yeah. Right. There's, I'm sure there's fanfic, too. Yeah. I know there's fanfic. There's fanfic for everything, but that, I feel like that lends itself a little bit to, to slash fake, as they say. We're here. We're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump down this rabbit we, hole for a minute. No. Isaac, every time we go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> the Ted and Moby meme page on Reddit. Okay. <laughs> you're like okay they're mostly going to be visual so it's going to be hard we've done I mean we've done meme review before never remotely but <laughs> welcome back to meme review are you going to text it to me and we're going to have way delayed 
Is that what you're doing? You, are you texting me these? No. Well, I could, uh, that's actually probably a good idea. Because then I can react to them. We just do this. Let's just do meme review, but it's themed. A themed memed. I don't know. I, I, I see some good ones, but they're not like, I don't know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so we have we have Tim and Moby. Uh, Tim wearing a nice t-shirt. Uh, and then next to him. We see Fry and Bender from Futurama. Those are the names, right? I never yeah. watched the show that much. Oh, really? Uh, I watched it at Keaton's house. That was my main exposure to it. It was a good show. I feel like I'd like it, but it's like it's too late in my life to start another show. I don't have it in me. Okay, let's let's move on now. That, that was that was a good little uh... just memory memory lane rabbit hole. Good little pop to the brain. I see what you did there. Now let's go to the Squid Game. Have you seen all of it? Uh, yeah, I finished it last night. Initial impressions. I liked it. Yeah. I am shocked that it is is still as of yesterday in the top ten on Netflix. Right. Like, and that it was it was the biggest Netflix show of all time. Like, it's good, and and I can see why people like it. But of all the shows for people to like really gravitate toward, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why is it this this gratuitously violent, sad, gratuitously violent bummer of a show? Although Tiger King took off too, and and that's no better. They got a season two now. Yeah, and apparently it's garbage because what else is there to say? They're just milking it, you know. You can just right. tell that they're milking it. But I feel like Tiger King only took off because it was a pain, like because of it came out exactly when people needed some garbage to watch. Do you think the Squid Game is also feeling that? Do you think Squid Game would be popular at all if it wasn't during the pandemic? I think people would be watching it because it's a good show. Yeah. I don't think it would be as popular. I think it's pretty well written. It's very well. Did you watch it? Did you watch it in Korean with English subtitles? Or did you watch it with an English dub? I I watched it dubbed, unfortunately. I I have not. I didn't watch it dubbed, but I've watched some clips. The dub is bad, right? Like wildly bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But with English subs, are the same English subs they use for the other one. So like, there's two. But there's two. You can do the English subs or the English closed caption. They're different translations. Oh really? So the closed caption is the trans is the subtitles from the English dub, but the, just the subtitles is like directly translated. Because the dub was like translated culturally a little bit too, sure. whereas the sub was translated like directly what they were saying. Yeah, the dub was pretty bad, but I, it did take away a little bit from it. But it was still a really good show. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I thought it would be like entertaining, but I really was was gripped. I cried a bunch. Yeah. Uh, specifically the the Marvel episode. Oh, that was a rough really. One. Did that you was tough. see the ending coming, is my other question. Yes, although I, you know, they sort of played curveball with it, because I thought the front man was... Before we spoil anything else, <laughs> listeners, this is the only time this will work, because we spoil a lot of things on this podcast, but because we planned this, <laughs> I'll put a time code in the description of this episode yeah. where we'll be done talking about Squid Game. This is your one. Because uh, it's going to be full-on spoilers from here on out. Um, so... If you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead to whatever the time code is in the description. I'll add it below, I promise. Full spoilers ahead now. I thought the front man was going to be the old man, whose name they said like twice on the whole show, so I do not remember it. Yeah, it was also a Korean um, name, which I, I'm not going to try to pronounce, but the old man, I don't, I didn't think so. I thought, so me and my girlfriend were watching it at the same time, and she was like, I think the old man is in on it. And I was like, I don't know. Like, she guessed it before I did. And then we did this thing where we watched it at the same time, but, like, apart from each other, because we couldn't watch it all in one weekend. And then, like, both at the same time, like, texting each other, like, what? Like, he's like, 
you were right. So I I was skeptical, but she was right on. It was well something about like the I've got a tumor in my brain and like yeah I got nothing to lose. Something about that to me just screamed, and it's probably just because you know there, that sort of thing has existed. That's that's and then there were none by Agatha Christie. It's the same. Uh, the guy who does it, the the killer. Spoilers for a very old book. Uh, he's got he's dying of some disease. And like, yeah, I'm gonna kill a bunch of people because why not? Yeah. So I feel like I sort of expected that, but I thought because you know they show this guy in a mask. Everyone's in a fucking mask, but they show this guy in a special black mask, and he's right. overseeing and everything. Clearly, he's someone important. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out who he was, but there was stuff that didn't work. Like he's watching the screen where the old man's on the screen. Right. At one point, not that that can't be like you know, narrative trickery. Yeah, but that would have been hard to, yeah. But he, the old man also seemed to know more about the games mm-hmm. than he let on. Conveniently, yeah. Conveniently, and like, you never see him die on screen. That, that was the other thing. Yeah. Which is fine, we, we hear people die off screen all the time, but... I was already keyed into him, though, so not seeing him die on screen, especially an important character like that. Right, right. All the other important characters died on screen. Yeah. Mostly, Sabiak, the the North Korean woman, she was killed off screen, but yeah, like we saw her death happen. Yeah, I didn't. I thought for whatever reason, I had it in my head that she was gonna get out too. Oh yeah, I, I thought I'd seen something where she and and Gion were gonna get out together. Uh-huh. So I like was like, yeah, some there's gonna be some twist or something, or like the cops are gonna come in and bust it up. Or something, and then when the cop got killed, and then she fucking died. Yeah. Well, was was murdered. Like, it was just... I did not... That, that really... That was hard. And it led to the best episode... The best game of the the show from a pure spectacle standpoint. Which is which one? The the, the fight at the very the end in the Squid yeah, Game. Yeah, dude. That was well done. Very well I, I really enjoyed, like, trying to figure out what the game was going to be, too. Right. Like, I, I mean, some of the... Like, uh, Dalgona, the, the sugar game. Obviously, we don't have a version of that in, right. in the States. Uh, but, you know, the Red Light, Green Light, we've all played. <laughs> There's some good memes about uh, that one. Yeah. And the Squid Game. Marbles. Because in the first episode, you, you get this, like... This, the, the, uh, like, this is what the Squid Game is. Yeah. What was it? Like a... It's like a playground game. Not an epilogue, but a... Prologue. Prologue. You get this, like, prologue about the Squid Game. And you're, like, waiting all, you know, season to see, okay, when's the Squid Game going to come along? And then... I, that wasn't even on my radar for some reason. Really? Like, I was, I was trying to figure like, what's the last game going to be? I was like, I don't know. And then the opening shot of the last episode is the Squid Game. Yeah. Like, court. Pitch, court, whatever it is. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> duh. It's yeah. the, name the name of the show, and I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Obviously, that's that's what it's going to be. Yeah. What do you think? Tug of War. That was one. What do you think about the whole betting concept? I I mean, it, it deepens the lore. True. In a way, because you know, this is a thing that is being filmed, and, and people are watching uh, the worst... <laughs> the worst English actors. I don't know how bad they were in the dub. They were really bad in the sub because they were in English. They, those characters were spoke English in the subbed version too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the, the one guy because it's it's so out of nowhere. It's a very serious show, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. Like you spent you spent seven episodes up to this point. Like, oh my god, brutal murder and these horrible things. Like, ah, what a beautiful number, sixty nine. Yeah, I can't have sixty nine. I'll do ninety six. Yeah, but they're like they're also so detached from it. They're like billionaires betting on horses at the track but but it well that's the point I mean, that's that's the whole yeah it was written the, the the guy who wrote it it's a you know indictment of south korean capitalism and, and yeah. the, the wage inequalities there so i'm sure that was 
I mean, I know it was incredibly intentional to have these guys be like inhuman. And the mask certainly was part of that too, to have these different animal masks. Right. And it certainly brings it into perspective too when everybody that is there is there because they're in debt and because they're trying to win so much money. And some just gut wrenching stuff. It really is. That they set up early. Like the 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 one the man and his wife are in it. Oh, and you yeah. find out they're married pretty early on. Uh, and then they pair up for the marble game. Right. And and it's so heartbreaking. He, you know, he ends up killing himself. That's player 69. Uh, <laughs> I remember thinking that because he's, he, he's got this big 69 on his chest. And I was like, ah, nice. <laughs> but I figured, like, whatever. Like, there's no way. Throw away line. Like, no, they yeah. should have picked another. And then there's, like, a whole sequence of 69 jokes. Yeah. Out of, so out of left field. But, like, that was gut-wrenching. And, and I don't know, it just... The way they killed characters off, too, how they started out so small and then just suddenly, like... Well, if you remember the red light, green light game was, like... They just killed off slaughter, like, like, 300 people, yeah. Yeah, oh, so many people. And before people realized, like, oh, this is, this is, this is a life or death game. And then they get out! What do you mean? Like, they, they vote to go home. Oh, right, yeah. And, like, obviously they're going to go back, but, ah, oh, gut-wrenching. Like, you could have, you all could have lived... Yeah, that is pretty wild. You could have rescued your brother yourself. You could have saved your mother. Yeah. What was your favorite game uh, of the ones on screen? I don't know. It's kind of hard because I feel like they're all a little bit rigged, knowing that the old man is in on it. You always kind of have that in the back of your mind when you see yeah, it. Yeah, but the one I think about is the tug of war. Right. Because they very nearly lost that. That would have been it for him. Because there's no way he gets out of that. That's True. rope chopped, they all fall. There's no escape from that. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Uh, that that one, I think, was maybe the only one that he was actually in real danger for. But if you remember, he was the one that came up with the strategy to save the team. To, yeah, but that didn't that strategy didn't save the team. It kind of did. No, because remember, they started to win, but then the other team was pulling, so that's when they took the three steps forward. And, and jumped them back, huh? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, I, I've also probably watched it more recently, so sure, I remember sure. some more specific details. Yeah. I think what else? That's a good one. What else was there? He was dead for the bridge one. Dead, quote unquote. So the bridge one wouldn't have mattered for him. The bridge one, I feel like the bridge one was not a game. Bridge one's not a childhood game. Yeah, that was pretty. That was, that was yeah. just, I, th- I thought maybe it would be a hopscotch thing briefly yeah like that would be the strategy but i did like that how that just... one had the extra twist of like oh it matters not only who's in front of you but also who's behind you because you can like mm-hmm. push them onto the glass that was kind of scary that one took out so many of the main characters but yeah that was an episode that whittled it down quite a bit the image that really sticks with me is it's during the dalgona game the sugar one where they have to cut the shapes out mm-hmm. where there's the guy on the slide and he breaks his, his shape yeah and he looks up and the guy just shoots him and he goes down the slide <laughs> And there's just, like, stream of blood. Yeah. And it's it's really, it's a good, I mean, it's a hard image to see, but it's a good image. Yeah. It's it's very gratuitous, the violence. And, like, you almost, like, just get, like, desensitized to it. And you're like, oh, yeah, that guy yeah. just gunned down. Yep, he's dead. Yep, you're dead. And then But I feel like the characters do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh, it's just so wild. And if you notice, because I, like, watched a couple of YouTube videos about it afterwards, if you notice on the walls of the dormitory where they stay are little pictures of each game. You kind of notice that in, like, the last one. Because they take all the bunks out. 
Yeah, it's wild. And then there's the whole subplot with the the harvesting the organs. Yeah, that that was cool. And then it really didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I kind of got, but that was how the the policeman kind of ended up getting yeah. into it, you know, through that like weakness. You know, I wonder if if there wasn't that like chink in the armor of them doing the organ harvesting, if they if he would have been able to get farther in. You know what I mean? Then the dude just paints his hair pink uh at the end <laughs> for for no clear narrative reason and maybe there's like some cultural you know something cultural that we're missing which i'm sure there's a lot of things like that yeah like i guess in in one of the scenes in the second episode where we see oh, fuck sangwoo the the guy at the end besides gihoon yeah sangwoo the asshole dude uh who side note when he fucking betrays oh. i think ali is like, oh my god. I, I realized, like, every moment in the show is heartbreaking and gut-wrenching, and there's no break except for the 69 jokes. That is really <laughs> the only light in this, this show. Oh, it's just so sad. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Watching these characters suffer. Yeah. But he in the second episode, there's a scene where he's, where uh, Sungwoo's in a bathtub with, like, a cook, like a stove going, and I guess that's a traditional way of committing suicide in, in Korea, that... Oh really? We have no no cultural context to. Huh. I saw a tweet about it a while ago before I watched the show, and I oh okay just noticed it. Huh. So you can look that up if you're more interested in Korean suicide, I guess. Huh. Um, yeah, there is really no. And then the last episode when he gets out, like you'd think that'd be the the triumphant ending, but then he just keeps getting punched down repeatedly even after that. Yeah. Uh, goes back and his mother's fucking dead. Right. And then he comes so close to a happy ending, going to see his daughter. I forget what turns him around. Well, he sees the guy, because in the very first episode, he gets introduced to the games because he plays the the envelope game on the, the subway platform. Yeah. And he sees someone else playing that game with the same guy at the very end at the airport. Yeah. Uh, and he finds that guy, the guy that was playing it, takes the business card and calls it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the dude on the phone tells him to turn around? He tells him to get on the plane. Oh, right, to go see his family. Yeah, like, the, better for all of us. And I get that it's not as, like there's more story if he turns around and goes to, back to the Squid Game. Yeah. But man, like just let this man have a happy ending for yeah, fuck's sake. Right. Yeah. Everyone he knows is dead. Let him go <laughs> see his daughter. Yeah, it was pretty. It's yeah, very weird ending. And I guess there weren't initially like he didn't initially have plans for a second season. Like it was just an ending that he wanted to do because yeah. that's the way he saw the character. But he, I guess he's developing one now because it took off and is wildly popular. Well, the other thing, too, is that if you remember when the cop is uh, digging through the archives, there's been, like, there's yeah gone on forever. Like, like 30 years worth. Yeah. It kind of feels like the Hunger Games in a way of, like... I, I think the Hunger Games was probably the, like, that's the most culturally significant iteration of this story that exists. Yeah. At least in recent years. Sure. I'm sure there's older 20th century and, and earlier. But I can see a lot of Hunger Games stuff. The the televising it. not Or not televising, but streaming. Right. You're just casually hefting this hatchet in, oh, in sorry. the window. Sometimes I need something to play with my hands while I talk. Yeah. You know, I, I usually go for something like, you know, this stress ball that I made. But you're, you're going for a hatchet. Uh, anyway, what were we saying? You distracted me. Uh, Hunger Games and how this game is very how how Squid Game is similar to the Hunger Games. So I'm sure there's some of that is is intentional because that's what people have a cult like a you know connection to. Right. 
But I guess he's also had this idea for a long time. Yeah. And and just pitched it to Netflix. And apparently Netflix is like trying to do more with Korean cinema, probably because Parasite took off in such a huge way that there's more interest in, in Korean cinema. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was intense, dude. It's an intense ride. I wanted to just pause it because we're both we're both men in debt. Okay. Yes. We find ourselves in our own squid game, although it wouldn't be called that because we don't play the squid game in America. And I don't think all the games would be the same, so I wanted to posit what some of like the games that we played as kids might be. And they, we can't use ones that were in the show, so no tug of war, no huh. red light, green light. The one that I thought of immediately, there, there were two: kickball. That's like the quintessential American game. Yeah, kickball would you... definitely be in there. And knockout. What's knockout? The basketball where you have to like make two baskets before the other person. Oh sure. You all line up. Yeah. I was thinking of gym class games. That and uh, Crossfire was the oh, third. Oh dude, Crossfire. That's, that's Crossfire, a... life or death. Can you imagine? Because because there people made like alliances and betrayed each other in that all the time. Dude, you have a bowling pin and you place the bowling pin somewhere on the gym floor. It has to be on paint. Was that? Did you play that rule? The, the rules. It was different rules every time. I, I believe paint was the general so rule, although sometimes it was a free for all. For the basketball court. And for the three-point line and for, like, the center line and stuff, you can place your pin on the paint marks. And then you have dodgeballs, and the goal is to hit down other people's pins. That would be so intense. Because it gets, it gets intense, and it's been probably 15 years oh, since I played God. it. But, like... I would play that now. I, like, sprinting to get a ball and, like... To either make the shot while you have the ball or, like, desperately get back to your pin. Yeah. Or, like, making a truce with people and then immediately knocking their <laughs> pin down when their back is turned. Like, I just imagine you've got, like, the gym, right? And then you've got all the snipers in their pink oh, dude, jumpsuits around. Gets knocked and down. as soon as your pin goes down, just pop, pop, pop. Oh, dude. That would be, not epic, but, like, that's that would lend <laughs> itself well to that. That would be it. And knock out, right, the same way. You you miss your baskets, bam. Yeah. Or what about four square? Foursquare, holy shit, yeah. Foursquare would be Foursquare would be a great one. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I, I don't remember all the rules to Foursquare, but I remember getting really into it. I, I don't think I ever understood all the rules to Foursquare. I just was told when I was out or not. Is is tag something that's played elsewhere? Yeah, I feel like tag's a pretty common game. Yeah. How do you determine, how do you lose tag? Yeah, that'd be hard though. There's a lot of different versions of tag. Freeze tag and... Freeze tag. With kickball, that could be one of the, like the mass elimination ones. You right. just kill the whole the whole losing team, right? Yeah, because you need a couple of those. So we've got kickball, knockout, four square, uh, four square, and crossfire. Yeah. So we need two more. Those are all pretty like, I don't know. When does crossfire end though? When every, when there's one winner. Oh, I guess when there's one pin left standing. Yeah, but that means everybody dies. Oh. You couldn't. Do Maybe that's the last game. Between I don't know. two people, I don't know. Or maybe there's like a time. Can we do dodgeball? Can we say dodgeball? Yeah, you can do dodgeball. Well, that I guess that's the same as kickball. Essentially, same same outcome. Yeah, a whole team. Well, whole team loses. Because uh, you'd have to eliminate the catch the ball, get back in rule. I think. Right. Right. I think you get out, you're dead. In in squid dodgeball. I don't know. Yeah, the crossfire one. That's a good crossfire. Question. Yeah, maybe it's a time limit. Yeah. However many people are left standing at the end of. Five minutes or something. Right, because then that would be interesting because everybody would be like, yo, wait, 
if we don't throw at all. No right, you probably have, like, the red light, green light situation where someone would, like, knock a pin down and then BAM! Like, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, gosh, like, yeah. That would, that would you, you'd have to introduce some sort of element to, to right. spice things up. Yeah. Like how they turned the lights off to stop the guy from figuring out the glass in the, yep. the bridge one. What would be one that's similar to the food game? Like a very small detail. Do we have something like that? Uh, I don't know. There's like carnival games where you have to like trace the shape. Yeah. Without touching the sides. Like operator. <laughs> like maybe operation is operation. one. Maybe. I don't know. But it's real? No. No, it would it would be a big board, like a giant yeah. sized board. What is I'm trying to think we don't have obviously we don't play Dalgona. Mm-hmm. I'm mispronouncing that, I'm sure. Also, I don't speak Korean. I just I'm saying the words. Yeah, I don't know. It would be it'd be tricky. Uh What about hopscotch? Hopscotch would be cool. Yeah. How do you how do you lose how you you miss hop? Yeah. You have to make it across. Probably like a dangerous hopscotch. Yeah, similar course in this. Yeah. Or what about? Um... I'm trying to think what else we played. It's been so long since we were children, as we've discussed. Hey, dude, on this you episode. work with? You work in a, a children's. Yeah, and their favorite game is let's put Mr. Ethan in jail. I lose that every time. Fair enough. <laughs> uh... Mr. Ethan, can you be the monster. Yeah, let me chase you. Oh, just kidding. You're going to jail now. <laughs> I'm the go police, and you're don't going you to jail. Don't you know this? <laughs> Um, so I would I would die immediately if we played that. Well, sure. What about uh, like? Do you remember the little folding like fortune teller thingies? Oh, uh, cootie cat. No, yeah, cootie catcher. Sure. Right. I think so. I I don't know them by that name, but I think I know what you're talking about. What there's like a like a memorization game with that or something. I feel like I don't remember. Maybe or maybe like you pull the wrong. Like, you get the wrong ending? Yeah. The wrong final flap and you die? Something like that. I feel like that was pretty popular. Maybe that was a fad, though. What else do we... Why is it so hard to remember what we did as children? <laughs> uh, what else did we play? Monkey bars? You fall off, you die? Kinda. The floor is lava. <laughs> the, floor, the floor is lava? Holy shit, but the floor is actually <laughs> lava. Yeah. That'd be very good. There's some good I'd watch. There. I'd watch it... Actually, I I wouldn't watch an American version. Squid Game is great, and there's no need to remake it. But it's fun to posit about an American version. For sure, for sure. You got to stop remaking films that are already fine. Especially ones that are like, I don't know. Are we just remaking it so we're more comfortable with our own culture? Like oh, that's exactly what it is. You know, there's so many films that are in different languages that we've just remade in English and made them worse just because people don't want to read subtitles. Yeah. Not to call you, I realize you watch the dub, and that's I'm not slighting you for that. No, that's all good. But there's a lot of people like, I'm not going to watch any foreign language cinema. Yeah. Because I don't want to read. So, one thing that they don't get to do in the Squid Game <laughs> yeah. is take showers. That's true. We ready for showers? I'm always ready for a shower, Isaac. All right. The only, only bad things happen when daylight is described as broad. Yeah. Think about it. The crime was committed in broad daylight. You're gonna run around naked in broad daylight? Why is the daylight always so broad? <laughs> if it wasn't for cartoons, most people wouldn't know what an anvil looks like. <laughs> That's good. That's fun. 
Who put, who keeps dropping them? That's what I want to know. Uh, do you know uh, much about the Spider-Man series? Is this one going to make more sense to you or me? Or should I skip it? Probably me. Okay. I feel like I'm more versed in the Spider-Man lore than you are. I say that, I don't know how much Spider-Man lore you are you Are you a spider? Not really. Spider guys, they say. So you need to watch Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, and 2 in order to understand what is going on in Spider-Man 3. Man, I really wish that didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Made sense to you? Doesn't make sense to there, me. Do you want me to explain it to you, or you want that just to linger I mean, in the ether? For those that know, there's no explanation necessary. For those that don't, there's no explanation possible. Every single item you've ever lost still exists out there somewhere. Somewhere. We just don't know. I don't like that one. Makes me think too much. Makes me feel guilty. <laughs> uh, some, some of these are, like, not that great of quality, you know? It should be someone's job to, like, approve only good ones. Right. I, I should work for this subreddit. I should become a moderator on this subreddit. Only to make my job at the end of this show easier. Give yourself more work to give yourself less work? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny how in some people's eyes, you are the best person ever. And for some, you are the biggest jerk. There are different versions of us that exist to everyone. Who's to say who the true one is? Uh, let's see. I feel like we haven't found, like, the zinger that we have. I know, that's why I'm trying to, like, that yet. trying to keep going. Because uh, you don't want to get out of the shower until you've thought all the thoughts you need to think. That's right. <laughs> you found it? This, do you remember, did we talk about the super sandwich debate? Yeah, oh, we absolutely have talked about Okay. In fact, I have several things screenshot, and we'll do them next episode, okay. that are in that same vein. The earth is hot on the inside, and has a crust. Therefore... It is a hot pocket. Yum. <laughs> That's what I have for you, folks. Uh, listeners, if you want to contact us at all, you can send us an email at nocondiments at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Anything, you, you know, you've got thoughts on Super Sandwich or you want to tell us your thoughts on Squid Game. Actually, if you guys do have thoughts on Squid Game, by all means, send them to us. That would be a fun little listener engagement thing. We could see what you guys think of it. Uh, you want to tweet at us, just see what we're up to. I post memes sometimes and Heck mostly yeah. just upload our episodes on our uh, our Twitter which is at ketchupcast ketchup is spelled like the condiment cast is spelled like the action you do when you're fishing mm, um, that's a new way of saying it I like it yeah it's a little wordy I'll find a way um, you want to read a, a book that I wrote uh, you can find that at the link in the description if I sell 16 more books I'll sell 100 um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I'm doing or you're, anything you want to plug um, in my phone because it's about to die. And uh, happy happy holidays, listeners. Hope you're you know celebrating in whatever way makes you happy. Oh, if you have favorite Christmas music or holiday music in general, feel free to maybe I'll put that as the uh, the question. There you go for our our episode. Nice on Spotify. Uh, so yeah, happy holidays. All right. We end episodes like that a lot. This time it's real. <laughs> Bye, listeners. Bye.